to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira. Kit. Bria. And Flick. <laughs> Last week, the party discovered a room full of strange orbs that seemed to contain worlds, some of which had specific codes on them. Very mysterious. More mysterious, however, was the single dead body in the room behind the illusory wall. It looks like our adventurers have discovered the way to descend to the next level of the temple, but what else have they discovered? Who is this lonely corpse, and what secrets does she hold? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Howdy, howdy. Uh, How are we doing? Wasn't she holding a journal? She was holding a journal. Very good. You remembered. Do we know it's a she? Many pages torn out, right? Yes. Do we know it's a she? Uh, You do now. (laughs) We didn't answer that. Well, we we know now. (laughs) It's going really well this week. Let's start again. How are we, everybody? Good. I mean, I'm fine, but how's the corpse on the floor? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you know we have a rule about Very this. Dead. Are we let's really are we just gonna jump in this week? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So in we jump. <laughs> so uh you all have come into the the room behind that illusory wall that Kit discovered. Uh if you recall, on the far side of the room is another uh another door that uh, I struggled for a while last week to describe without just saying it has a crash bar on it, but it has a crash bar on it um, that you seems like it's only openable uh, from your side, at least without a, a key of some sort or something from the other side. Otherwise, this room is empty except for the body of a woman dressed in those same tan brown clothing, like the ones that uh, Bizdira found on the bodies in the break room and that Flick found in the boxes in that little storage room. That we're wearing? And sh- Question mark? Oh my gosh, yes, that's right. You put Some of you put them on, yeah. For the listeners, it has been a very long time since we recorded it has. the been a hot second. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been several weeks and none of us could remember, like, the last two episodes sort of conflated in our brains and we couldn't really remember what was going on. So, cool. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are in fact wearing the clothes and she is holding a bound journal that very clearly has a number of pages torn out from it. I want to go ahead and grab the journal and go through it, see if there are any more entries. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm shocked. Uh, so, yes, you, you open it up, and there are a few pages in the front of it that have, oh, little doodles, and, like, just like they were sort of, like, scratch paper uh, for her. There's nothing, nothing of any real substance in those first couple of pages. And then there are several pages torn out. You can see where, like, there are, uh, there's a little bit of the, of the paper left, the pages left in the binding. And then, as you sort of are flipping through, you see there is one more entry. And then the rest of the book is is blank, but there is one entry remaining in this journal. Read it, read it. I think I'm just gonna put the book. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was going to punch you. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the it out loud to the whole group, including the corpse. Is this oh because God. I called you an asshole three weeks ago, and so now you're just? No, I was. I would. I played along. I just know. Okay. I didn't take offense to that. Okay, good. All right. So yeah. So uh, Flick begins to read this entry. What looks like the final entry of the journal out loud to you all. What am I supposed to do? The Arcanium is locked down. Only the Arcanists know how to open it, and well, they're not in any condition to help. I know the good and noble part of me is supposed to say something like, Besides, I wouldn't want to release those monstrosities on the world anyway. But to be honest, I wouldn't care. I just want out. 
I want to find a way back home to Da and forget any of this ever happened. But that isn't going to happen. Even if I do somehow get out, I have a feeling things aren't a whole lot better on the outside. A few of the messengers got word that something was happening out there before our lines of communication were cut. Most of those who are left don't want to believe it, but I know the truth. Whatever Uza and the others did, it released the beast. We're all doomed. I managed to learn a little and to figure out even less before I was forced to hide in this room. From what I can tell, the Arcanists were so wrong about basically everything. The node couldn't hold all the magic in the world. It could hold a certain amount, and then, when they finally reached its limit, it exploded. The magic released in the explosion did something awful to the Arcanists. Drove them mad. Warped them. It triggered the Arcanium's defenses and locked us in. And I think somehow it affected the other Arcania, but I don't know for sure. So now we're trapped. We can't get out. We don't want to go down, so we're left here to die. I was so excited when I arrived here. I was going to make a difference. I was going to be someone. I guess I was wrong. That was so beautiful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's that's that entry. Okay, I have so many thoughts and feels. I believe that. Um so the whole time Flick is reading this out loud and the whole time I I'm watching Flick with like tears in my eyes because I'm really scared for him. I'm real like I physically right now have like goosebumps because I'm really scared for him. That's yeah. my big thought and feel. I think Flick is gonna hand the book off to you, Bria. Mm. And he is going to I mean, he's just gonna sit. He's gonna sit with his back up against the wall in this like little tiny hallway. Literally and this is kind of picturesque. Like he's between two like he's in this tiny little hallway. He has like the the big like dest like destiny opportunity to one side and the exit on the other and he does not know what to do he knows that i mean he can kind of put the pieces together it sounds like if you drain or if you you know are putting too much magic into this node which is what i would have to do in order to consecrate it that something awful is going to happen but the question is with what's we've seen in the temple so far do we think that um whatever this is has actually gotten out already or has some of the magic leaked out or do we think that the node is still fully intact no (laughs) no i don't know you could tell she was trying so hard not to do it no i'm not i'm actually not disagreeing with her um because it doesn't sound like that but no 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 i was gonna say that that sure did sound like i'm laughing because (laughs) my response is no but my response is no to the question that she asked, not that what she was saying was incorrect. Ah, I do ah, okay. not think that the magic has released. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I love you. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, mean, I wasn't being mean. Second we hit record. 
I know, right? Second, it's like a light switch. She's just like you complimented her hair. You did all this before we started, and then she turns around. Mm -hmm. I am. I noticed you had a haircut. Thank you. (laughs) I think that's huge. (laughs) Alone. Oh man. Anyway. Tell us um, more about why you disagree with her, Bria. No, I no. This is what I'm saying: is I don't disagree. I just she was I, asking I a question, which I don't think right. you necessarily thought that the magic was released, right? Like for sure, you were just asking, "Do we think?" And I was saying, "No, I do not think that the magic has been released." Because it sounds like when the magic is released, like number one, we may be locked in, which is scary, and number two, oh my brain is a crazy place to live. <laughs> I thought. Oh my god! I as I nod vigorously. I thought. I, can't uh, I was so like, to if hear we this. get locked in, how do we escape? Thinking like the escape from Gringotts, and then I was like, okay, so like Kit turns into a giant worm with big teeth, and then the giant worm with big teeth eats its way out. <laughs> <laughs> Kit. <laughs> Does Kit have a response to that? <laughs> I, well, I mean, I can't turn into a giant worm with big teeth. <laughs> she's seen it or now. She's like, okay, she's like, I logistically, it can't happen. <laughs> All right, sorry, Bria, go on. I just, I had to laugh at her face. Go on. No, so that's my crazy brain. But I, so we have the chance that we're locked in, but it sounds like it's going to explode. Like, it's, uh, yeah, like it sounds like. From what the other temple, like that sounds to me what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think we should sleep on this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I do I one mean, more no thing? No cozier space. Do anything like that? Sure. I want to um, go over to the body, and mm-hmm. Bria's not particularly religious, obviously, um, but I want to go over <laughs> yeah. there and, like, she was leaning against the door, so, like, lay her flat and maybe, like, put her arms over and just, like, give, like, a little prayer and, and thank her for everything she did to try to protect the last refuge. Oh. See, I can be nice. That was really nice. But me. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, Flick is not opposed to sleeping. He's really tired. It's been a long day. Yeah, it has been I- a long fifteen episode day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's time for a rest. I'm really missing me. the blankets of home base right now. <laughs> I bet you are. Well, we can use some of the. It, are there? There were five outfits or something. There were, yeah. That you that you all managed to find in the boxes, yeah. So we can use that as our nest, the last outfit. There's all the bodies. In this Those room? could be comfy to lay on, right? I, no, <laughs> I was speak gonna, for yourself. Are you sleeping no. with this body, or what's? Just tell me where you all want to rest, and then yes, you can absolutely have a long so rest at very long you, last. Can you remind me about this room? That we're in right now. Well, this, yeah, this room that you're in right now is pretty small. It looks like it's just sort of like a little, like, I don't know, vestibule or foyer or whatever for the, presumably the stairs that are on the other side of the door with the crash bar, right? Right. Um, So it's pretty small and there's nothing in here except for this woman's body. You can all fit in there. I mean, you could all all sleep comfortably in it. It's, It's not huge, but it's big enough for you all to rest in here if you want, although it's a little creepy. I think the world room might be nice. That's probably the least creepy and most comfortable. Probably. Works for me. Sure. Okay. All right. So you all can go back to the world room and set up with your with your uniforms and such and make up little make up little area for you to rest and get a long rest. And uh, when you wake up, the the following 8 hours later, whatever, who the hell knows what a day is at this point, you've been inside and underground for an entire day, but uh, when you awaken and are ready for the next day, you all are level six. Yay! Woo! I 
didn't even ask for that. <laughs> That's right. You didn't ask this time. I'm so impressed. So, Flick, we should talk a little bit about uh, your rest in particular, though. It is it is not the most restful rest you've ever had. Um, you He's don't ever really rested. remember. Yes, it's not the most restful rest you've ever rested. Correct. Thank you, Bria. Uh, you don't really remember any particular dreams, just that there were a lot of them. And, and maybe you have flashes of images of light and images of Bizdir's body and that strange sort of in-between world that you experienced when you sought out Bizdir's soul and brought it back to her body, if you remember that description from upstairs. And when you wake up, you just feel, it's not that you feel tired, you rested fine, and you get the benefits of, of the rest, and you, you wake up level six. But, <laughs> but you are, it's so funny because there are so many specific game mechanic words for like exhausted and rest and all of that. And I don't, I don't mean any of those specific game mechanics words, but like you are exhausted, you feel drained. And as you sort of sit with it for a moment and you pray for your morning spells from Denier, you, you realize that you sort of put things together and you realize that in channeling that spell yesterday to, to bring Bizdira's soul back, a part of your life force was transferred to her. It took a part of your being to channel that kind of energy. And you don't think it's a permanent loss, but it'll take some some real time to make up for what you gave in bringing her back. So uh, that's how you feel narratively. Mm -hmm. Uh, Functionally, a quick explanation for uh, everyone who has not been involved in these conversations with me and Alex. Normally, the Revivify spell requires a material component of a very expensive diamond uh, that gets consumed during the casting, but because we haven't really set up an economy in The Last Refuge, uh, I didn't want to hold Flick to that, but I also didn't want... Flick to just be able to, like, without cost, cast Revivify two or three times a day, because that cheapens death big time. So, instead, any time that Flick casts Revivify, uh, for each time he casts it, the next day, he will wake up suffering a minus two penalty to all attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks. And for each long rest after that, the penalty will reduce by one, so it'll take him two days to recover this one. But they do stack, so if something happens to one of you today, and he has to cast Revivify on you tonight, tomorrow he would wake up with a minus three penalty, right? And they can continue to stack like that. So there is a cost, uh, but I didn't want to worry about tracking diamonds and that nonsense. So no one die. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try. We had a bunch of different ideas, and and kudos to our wonderful uh, friend, listener, and uh, patron, Dan Dillon, uh, who we had a couple of ideas that, like, in retrospect, were super problematic, and Dan was the one who suggested that we do something like this. So thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanky, danky. Um, So, yeah, so Flick, you wake up not feeling awesome, uh, but you'll be able to soldier on, and you know that with a couple of days rest, you'll be back to normal. So let's talk real quick. I know this is, like, a lot of housekeeping, but, like, let's talk about your new levels, because we haven't leveled in forever. Yeah, uh, Which is as much my fault as anyone else's, so don't give me those looks. Not since the Yuan Tea village. Yeah. Yeah. So who wants to to start and tell us about the changes with level 6 and how a, a brief explanation of why you now have these new abilities? Oh my god, Flick is making a face like he absolutely doesn't want to, so. Well, um, it's it's not as much that as it's like, <laughs> uh, the the new things that I get are great, but I don't know, <laughs> like, narratively you, how to looks, explain it sounds them. Like, <laughs> it sounds like Kit has a good story, so I let's hear from I think I her. have a pretty good idea. So, 
just mechanically what I gain at level six is I can now, my uh, wild shapes improve. So now I can wild shape up to a CR2. Um, so I think that I wake up having, since we've spent a lot of time in this area and we've seen a lot of these like odd monsters and there's been a lot of talk of months like monstrosities and we saw in the like conspiracy room all of these big scary things i feel like having spent all this time like both strengthening ourselves but also having my imagination kind of be filled with what new possibilities there are for both things that could terrorize the world but also things that could protect the world i think i wake up uh, imbued with this new energy and knowledge of ways that I can use my abilities in order to protect my friends and the people that I love. And now I uh, feel ready to go forward into the world becoming these new animals. I love that. Very nice. I love that. And I think I think this goes for all of you who cast spells because uh, I think even you, oh, actually, I don't know if you get a new spell slot, Bria, but, but Kit and Flick for sure. Like, as with every level, you have a deepened well of of magic that you can draw on. So in this case, Kit, your imagination sort of matches up, catches up with this this deeper well of magical energy that you use to wild shape. And also there there is something to be said for for the proximity that you all have now to whatever this massive source of magic is below you that has sort of aided in your expansion. Yeah. Um and similarly to that, I forgot my uh attacks in wild shape are now magical for the uh, purpose of overcoming resistance. Oh, I actually so, really like, love I that. Think, yeah. yeah. I think in the same vein as all of that. It goes really nicely hand in hand. Yeah, I think something about being this close sort of infused you, your person with magic and that's why I love that. That's why those shapes. Yes. Good. Who wants to go next? I will. I have an idea. I have a thought. I'm excited about it. I think Bizdir wakes up and her hands itch. Oh, no. <laughs> yes? That's all. Oh, that's all. Okay, great. <laughs> I just, yeah, I feel okay, like Miranda, her, like, her hands Best. just kind of, her hands and feet just kind of itch. Like, she feels kind of like, un- you know, like, un- like she needs to shake them out. Um, I want to write a six-level class that gets itchy extremities. That's their level <laughs> yes. six feature. That's their level six. And... <laughs> Um, and I feel like she, her fingertips feel hot. Okay, I love that. Do Do you want to explain why all of these things mechanically, or you just want to? I, I leave will, it at but that? first, I think okay. she's gonna like just feel super uncomfortable. So she's gonna get up and she's gonna start like kind of jogging around, and then she's just gonna like go into the main room and run and realize that she can run faster right. than she could before. For one, right, right, right. So mechanically speaking, her speed is now forty five. Her unarmed strike is now magical, much like Kit's uh, wild shape attacks. Mm -hmm. And fun, fun thing is she can now cast Burning Hands as well as a Searing Arc Strike from uh, her Way of the Sun Soul monk monk level. So that's why her hands itch because they're magical now. But her fingertips are hot because she can cast Burning Hands. Yay, we are twins! Yay. I love it. Man, you all need to... Have a fan of Burning Hands. I love so it. You all need to sleep next to magic, massive magic sources more often. Yes, all right, hit our Flick and Bria. <laughs> Flick and Bria, who's up? I'll go next. Okay, do it. So Bria spent a good amount of time on... She had very restful sleep as well. Or fitful sleep, excuse me, not restful. Um, that's what <laughs> that's I dream That's different, of. but okay. Um, she had fitful <laughs> sleep as well. Um, and most of the sleep was her, like, replaying the last 
question mark hours since before we got in here. So pretty much like from the time that we were, she was a lawyer at the table from now. And so she spends a lot of time like thinking about how she could better her arguments um, and basically like re-arguing with people in her head so that she could definitely win the arguments. Um, and then everything that we went through, um, like how she could have like seen the bear trap and all of the things. So she's like replaying all of this stuff. So that's that's what Bria does, and you're laughing at so me. Bria levels up. Th- Bria levels up through her through her undiagnosed obsessive compulsive <laughs> disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's uh, it, it, it's me. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's a superpower, man. It is a superpower. So. Uh, mechanically speaking, I gained expertise in investigation <laughs> and persuasion. Fantastic. Now maybe you won't try and look at locks and get confused by them quite as often. <laughs> Everything that I'm supposed to be good at, I'm not good at. So <laughs> you're, all, you're good at all of it now. Um, I also want to, um, as we're kind of, like, as I wake up in the morning, I want to try to put the pages into the journal in the order that they go in. So, like, see, like, where the oh, ridges okay. fit and put them in. Great. I will come back to that in just a minute. But Flick, you are the last one. Okay. Again, having trouble narratively, but I'm going to try my best. Uh, okay. so I, I mean, do... remember what we've done so far, too. Like, this whole idea of sleeping close to the magic source can be helpful. Also that. Um, so he wakes up, as you said, exhausted. But he figures mm-hmm. out why. He kind of jogs his memory. He, he can realize that, you know, the high-level spell he cast yesterday can, you know, uh, take a toll. Um, But then he... Maybe it is because he's sleeping so closely to said really powerful magic source, Um, but he feels as if uh, his connection to Denier is a little bit closer. Maybe it's because he's closer to fulfilling his destiny. I don't know. Who's to say? Um, but his divine, um, senses are just a little bit heightened. Um, and so that will kind of explain his second channel divinity or yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, (laughs) mechanically I have another channel divinity every single long rest. (laughs) Um, and I can also destroy undead. I I think I could have, could I already do that? I can't remember. I'll have to look. But I believe then, so, but I think it might be a slightly higher CR now. Yeah, so but like, I can use I Radiance of the Dawn twice. We haven't really run up against a bunch of them, so. Yeah. Um, but and more importantly, yeah. I can use Radiance of the Dawn twice, which is good. And yes. then um, I... Before I went to sleep, are there any light sources where we are? Like, are there torches, or is it anything lit, or are we just completely in the dark? I don't remember what I said, but I, I think in the um, in the orb chamber, in the globe chamber, there are definitely not... Wouldn't hmm. the orbs be light sources? A, a little bit, but I mean, it's not. It's it's sort of you know like like a cell phone screen turned all the way down, right? Interesting. But like several of them, so there is a there is a bit of light, but well, not then... like a torture. <laughs> well, then you know, Uh-oh. Flick wakes up, and even though he's exhausted, he feels as if he could okay. have a little bit more control. Oh, no. with his shield. Oh dear. He just knows that if there's a what light source out there, he's going to be able to use said light source to just temporarily get that light in somebody Are else's you eyes. You're talking about warding flare? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, I can use my hell? warding flare on any of 
A- any creature who is attacking you guys, not just myself. Yeah, so that's I, the nice interesting too. Thing, the interesting thing about clerics, and uh, you know, it becomes it becomes a little repetitive, but also like it's sort of built into the class. Like I think most of your new abilities just generally come from a deeper understanding and a deeper connection with your god. And I think in this case, like you know, you're getting closer to the goal that he set for you. So that that has something that's something to be said for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That Great. was kind of my overarching narrative, but. Yeah, definitely. Why not? <laughs> Why not try at least? <laughs> Why not? I loved it. Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be delimit if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from, and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read any five-star reviews we get on the air as soon as we are able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. In fact, we have got a new review to share with you this week, so be sure to stick around until the end of the episode to hear it. We also want to remind everyone that we do still have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks. For example, if you want to be our absolute heroes and pledge $15 a month, which I know is a lot, we have tiers higher than that, I'm not totally sure why, but if you want to pledge $15 a month to the show, you will get all the perks of the $1 a month and $5 a month tier, and get weekly shoutouts on the show, and the chance to work with me to create a moon magic effect to add to the table that I roll on, when the players try to cast spells during the full moon. And the perks just keep getting cooler from up there. Not only that, but once in a while, we do just decide to toss some new perks at our patrons. We did that a couple of weeks ago when we started releasing the Conspiracy Theory tapes on our Patreon. They're short clips, usually less than 10 minutes, of all five of us immediately after we finish recording an episode. The players discuss what they think is going on, theories that they have for what's coming up next, and generally just put on their tinfoil hats and chat. Now, we won't have Conspiracy Theory tapes for every episode, but... When we do have them, they'll be available exclusively to our patrons. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of those awesome patrons and thank them so much for their support. Thank you to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Los Vargases, Eliyahu of Merc Grove, and Sir Mox the Magnificent. If you want to get shoutouts on the show, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron. We do want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show, and D&D Beyond for being generally amazing in every way possible. Check out both of those services at BattleBards.com and DNDBeyond.com, and if you decide to use either of them, be sure to tweet at them and tag us with at DNDLastRefuge to let them know we sent you. This week, we want to say our final thank you to the absolutely amazing Judy Jetset Barbosa. Judy is an amazing voice actor and tabletop gamer, and she has done an absolutely phenomenal job of recording all of those journal entries that the players have been finding over the last few weeks. This was her last time with us. They have found all of the journal entries that they're going to find, at least as far as I'm aware. Anyway, I am so grateful to her. Judy, thank you so much for your amazing work. You have enriched the sound of our show for the last month or so. Be sure to check out everything that she does over on Twitter at at jetset underscore. Or, of course, you can go to her website and check her out there at campsite.bio slash queenjetset. All of those links will be in the episode notes this week one last time. Don't have any real non-Last Refuge announcements this week, at least not that I know of. I'm actually recording these announcements one week ago today, which is a weird thing to say while I'm doing it, because today's just today. Anyway, I will have been in LA for the past five days, attending D&D Live, so I can't wait to get back into the present with y'all and let you know how the event went, but that means if anything big comes up over the last week or so, I won't know about it yet, or I, I do know about it, but I 
didn't when I recorded this for today. I don't know, y'all. Anyway, that's enough chatting. Let's get back to the episode. Thanks for listening, and happy gaming, y'all. Alright, so that's how we all level up. Thank you for that little uh, mechanical interlude, but good good storytelling all the same. So, Bria, you want to just sort of fit in the pages and see exactly where they go in this book and, and what's missing, yeah? Yeah, and I don't think it's for any... Because I think that, like, I have a pretty good idea of kind of the order that they go in, but just in case there's something sure. that, like, we missed or that, like, becomes more clear. But I'm also pretty eager to get a move on to. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it won't, you can, you know, mornings are slow and you have time. It's fine. It'll take a little while, but you can totally do it. So, uh, let's see. How do you want me to do this? I think, I mean, I can just sort of walk you through. I'm not going to read the whole entry, but I'll give you an idea of what each one is in order. Sure. Okay. So the first one is the one where she talks about how she's bad at journals and how parchment isn't in short supply here at the Arcanium. And so she doesn't feel bad about journaling. The second one is uh, about how the work here is amazing and that hopefully she'll get done with her training soon and be able to meet her arcanist. Uh, oh yes, you definitely found that one because that's the one that ends mid-sentence that drove this deer crazy. <laughs> uh, the third one is the one about uh, how she's bad at journaling because it's been a 10 day since the last time she wrote. But she met Uza, her arcanist, and she really likes her and how Uza is the, is the arcanist that was bonded to the eye even though she's so young. The fourth one is the one about going to... get it, just getting back from her first returning but how it was... A little disturbing because Uza had a had a headache afterwards, but she said not to worry about it. The fifth one was about uh, how Uza has continued to have headaches, and she told Uza that she should just skip one, and Uza told her she absolutely cannot. That's forbidden. And this is the one where the woman talks about how she didn't think anyone still worried about the beast, but apparently the arcanists are still worried about the beast. The sixth one that you found, and Bria, you realize that there is apparently a another entry that fits in between the fifth one you found and the sixth one you found. So it seems like your sixth one is actually the seventh one that she wrote. Uh, but the next one that you found is the one where she talks about Uza being the first to succumb and how the node exploded and how horrible it is and how she doesn't understand any of it. That's That was one of the first, it was the second one that you found. Uh, and it was the one that like ends with all the tear stains on it. The next one is the one about hearing them below. Some of them are still laughing. I don't know what's worse, that one. And then there's another one missing that you apparently have not found. And then the very last one that you just found this week. That was actually very helpful. I'm so glad. So I assume you like share this information, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I hate so much that we have to clarify that. Yeah, see... Yeah, no, I do. Uh, Fine. I, I, you don't I'm have kind to. of uh, totally following whatever you want to do. So whenever you're ready, I'm ready. You're the boss here. Yeah, I want to go down. <laughs> oh, Kit's freaking out. Oh, talk, Kit, because I mean, you know have, you're always right. We, ha- we have no choice but to go down at this point. Um, I think I'm clinging on to a little bit of hope that everything will be fine when Flick does the consecration because... Based on these journal entries, it seems as though there were a lot of um, magically inclined folk that were tunneling their magic, or funneling their magic, rather, into this node. Um, So hopefully if it's just one person, we won't release the beast again. I'm more worried we're going to, that the beast that they released is still going to be there, and we're going to have to do a big battle. I mean, that sounds accurate, but 
We're sixth level, so it's all good. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to be the one to be like, I mean, we rested and gained a level, so we'll be fine. <laughs> I have three hit dice back, so, you know, things are going to go better. <laughs> oh, that's true. You all do get some hit dice back, too. Not all of them, but some of them. No, just half of them, yeah. <laughs> I mean, F- Flick is really apprehensive. I mean, he he doesn't even really know. He he doesn't know whether he's going to follow through or not. He's really sure. at in a battle with himself. And I think to he needs to be, you know, literally have the decision on his doorstep in order to know what he's going to do. So I think we got to at least go down and see what's up. Let's do it. Great. Um, I want to say we should leave the doors cracked open was, somehow. Well, I mean, not even cracked. It needs to be wide the fuck open. <laughs> Somehow we need to, we need to like cram well, some tables in I, between. I mean, this might be kind of fucked up, but there is a dead body in the room prior. Oh, we had this conversation already. Oh my already. god. We did this already. Do we have it on air though? I don't know. I don't know. I blocked it out I of my brain. No Regardless, I the mean, body we can grab some furniture. The body will get smushed in Yeah, half. I don't know if I want to use the body. Okay. Sorry. I, that feels a little disrespectful. Because it's right there. And, <laughs> it's the thing, you know. But, well, there are hella yeah. desks and chairs. And stuff. Yeah. So let's grab a desk. Yeah, let's grab but a couple can, of chairs. Can we do it, DM? Can we do it in a way that like it's it's things that would prop it against, but that we could still run if we needed to, so we're not like having to barrel over. You know what I mean? Yes, you absolutely can do that, Bria. Yeah. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So we're gonna put. What are we using? Desks, chairs, all of the above, etc. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Great, it doesn't matter. So we're gonna we'll, open. We'll call them. We'll call it chairs because the desks are all like big stone affairs. Great. So, so after we drag those in, I'm gonna go up to the second door and uh, ask Kit to come over and check to see if there's any sort of shenanigans <laughs> around it. What do I see? <laughs> uh, you can make a wisdom perception check. What about my passive? <laughs> <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> outlaw the observant feet in all of my games from now on. No, I'm not. It's a great feat. Uh, yes. Uh, so we'll take your passive. That's fine. You don't. Uh, Kit comes over, examines the door, checks for sigils and, and mechanical traps and doesn't see anything. Is it locked? I mean, it's got a crash bar. So no, all you have to do is push the bar. Okay. I'm going to push the bar. It pushes and unlatches the door. This strange and new technology to you. You have never seen a crash bar before. Yeah, uh, I never have. <laughs> and, the door, and the door opens. Uh, beyond the door is a staircase uh, that goes down and sort of like ends at a landing a little ways down and then does like a UE turn and another staircase carrying on further down into Is the there ground. anything on the ceiling? I'm gonna... L- <laughs> Good question. No. So I'm gonna open the door, look down in the stairs, look back at my friends with bags under my eyes <laughs> and a little smirk and a tear in one eye. Oh my god, so many feelings. So many feelings. And I'm gonna say... Is that the title of the episode? I think it might be. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. And I'll go down the stairs. I'm not letting Flick go first (laughs) down the stairs. He looks terrible. He needs to not be the (laughs) first one. He starts going down and Kit's like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture Kit like starts to take the first step and Kit just like reaches out a hand and says, fuck no. Get back. <laughs> I don't I don't know the kid. Well, maybe in she would In this instance, no, I, I think that she would. I don't know. She's chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in this instance, perhaps. Okay. Okay. So you head down uh, the stairs. You go down, you know, to that first landing. And it actually turns a couple of times. Uh, but you end up down at the bottom of this 
of this staircase, and you are in another room that is essentially almost identical to the one that you just came from upstairs, but without the body in it. It's uh, just a small, sort of empty foyer-looking, like, landing room. Uh, There is another door with another crash bar sort of uh, on the wall that would lead, you know, back towards the center of the temple, if that makes sense. But this one's a little bit different. Wedged in the crash bar is a long wooden staff that seems to be, like, wedging the crash bar so that it doesn't open. Kit was super on board, and now she looks real confused. Oh, no, I... Oh, I wasn't imagining that it was going to be keeping the crash bar closed. That was the only... But then when you said it, I was like, actually, it makes a lot of sense. That's, okay, that's all that was happening in my brain. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Sorry, Flick, go ahead. No, I was going to say, nobody saw the biggest eye roll that I just did. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, Why are you rolling your eyes? I didn't want it to be... I didn't want it to be wedged in there. I didn't want that to be what we found. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> You all notice a few other things as you step down here. It seems to be a little warmer down here. Uh, not, it's not hot, but like it, it was, it was kind of chilly in that, you know, empty, body-filled level upstairs. So it, it definitely feels warmer down here. And let me have uh, wisdom perception checks from everyone, please. First time, new time. Sure, I'll be great at this. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> we can take your passive kit. Good, I'm glad, because that was a crit fail. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, maybe we can't then. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Bri, how about you? 17. And remember right. that, like, I said I'm going to be great at this now, so good thing I have the plus million. <laughs> you don't have a plus million to perception. Yeah. No, you took persuasion. Oh, you're right. But I still have... Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flick, also a 17. Biz Dira. 18. Oh, all right. And Kit... I'll let you decide if you want your crit fail to be to mean that you were distracted and your passive doesn't count or if you want to use it. It's up to you. Um, For the sake of storytelling, I feel okay. like it makes more sense that I was deeply distracted and keeping my eye out for anything that was going to come jump out and attack us and therefore saw nothing else. Totally. Totally. You're so focused on that. Um, Okay. So uh, what all four of you do, even with your one, because that's what you're paying attention to and that's what's distracting you, Kit, even you notice this, there is a faint smell of smoke of burning uh in this in this foyer but it's very very faint um what the rest of you though hear which kit does not hear is somewhere coming from on the other side of the door and sort of i don't know like towards the northeast towards the right corner if you will there is a really faint sort of guttural deep screaming just like screams of but really far away, or there's lots in between you, but just like screams of pain from much further in. Um, you also all see there's a little bit of detritus. I love that word. It's a fun word. On the floor of this room, and you realize as you wait, sort of wait. pay more attention to it. Would you like yes? to, to give us the definition of detritus? crap? Yeah. There's, there's I, crap. I know what it was. Oh, uh, thank that's you. Nice like, for there's, you. there's all right. There's crap all over the floor, and as you look <laughs> at the crap. Uh, you're able to identify what it is, and you realize that there are sort of two two sets of, of things that have been strewn all over the floor. One is that there are pieces of constructs, melted, scorched, torn apart, just destroyed construct bits all over the floor here. The other thing that you see are, it takes you, actually, let me have intelligence investigation from the three of you that see this, so not you, Kit. 
you are busy looking out for the beast or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bizdir. 15. Not I bad. Roll, I, hey. I so you rolled a 16? another 16. It's just my intelligence is terrible. Yeah, right, right. Bria. 17. All right. And uh, Flick. A 12. Um, okay, so Bizdira and Bria, you both take a minute, because there are these pieces that are very obviously not constructs, and you look more closely at them, and you realize that you think they they look like there are certain aspects of them that look like they're acoustic in nature, like they look like, like you sort of can see that they are shaped like they would bounce sound around. And what you eventually figure out is that these are whatever has been projecting the voice would... into the other levels of this temple, or of the Arcania, I should call it, Arcanium. It looks like they were destroyed here in this room. Well, you know, to be fair, if I had that cowboy Robert or cow person, Robert, going nuts. I would destroy them too. Like it's, it's kind of <laughs> lucky that we never got a chance to really get any of them because figure out where they were yeah. coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, fascinating. Yeah. So that's that's what you figure. I mean, that's those are all the things that catch your attention in this room. I want to say out loud now that we're on the quote unquote third level. Robert, are you there? And nothing responds. Which can't possibly surprise you, since you just saw pieces of the speaker <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Is Bria surprised? Yes, I am. Ugh. Uh, so what do you think? All the speakers were destroyed. Shall we go through the okay. door to follow the terrible screaming? I think so. What terrible screaming? Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Kit. Thank you. Nothing, Nicely rolled. Nothing, played. Kit. There's nothing screaming in the background. It's totally yeah, fine. Definitely the, was the good person to not hear the screaming yeah. at this point. She's so on edge anyway. I was kidding. There is no screaming. Shall we go through the door that is <laughs> Chariz- off? Make me a charisma deception check, Bizdira. And you can roll a wisdom insight check, Kit. Oh, I cannot lie to my friend. <laughs> So you literally said it exactly like yes. you just did. There is no screaming. I was kidding. What was your insight, Kit? Oh, no. <laughs> Another oh, no. Fail. Oh, my God. And somehow you believe her. <laughs> Honestly, uh, that's a good one to crit fail on. So yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pet her little head. It's so good because I literally rolled a three. Oh like, my god! Well, it's a four. My it would be a four, but it's still a crit fail. I think it's funnier if we. I know there are no crit fails on skill on ability checks in five e. Whatever, whatever. I like it this way. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. She's like, okay, great. This okay, makes you feel really so good. much better. And I'm like, okay, right. I feel so great. safe. <laughs> Shall we? Such a fool. <laughs> Such a fool. Yeah, lead, I mean, she's leading us anyways. She should go in feeling confident, I think. Yeah, of course. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna ask that we open the door. Shall we wedge okay. the staff in the door so we don't get locked in when we is pass it, through? Yeah. Is it actually a staff or is it just like a piece of wood? No, no. It is a very nicely carved staff. I think it's the staff that she was talking about. It's her Thank either... Thank you, somebody, for paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> The walking oh, the staff. one that Uza was using. Yeah. Minor details, but myself. you know. You have mom brain. It's not your fault. No, I. This whole time, you have been explaining stuff to us in terms that were not. So, like, if we hadn't seen like a piece of wood that would go to stop <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, maybe it was a yard so stick. That's what, all exactly. Right, all right. It was a ruler. It's a ruler. All right, fine. Fair enough. No, but it's Flick's, Flick's ass assertion makes... Flick's ass. Flick's assertion makes sense. <laughs> Flick's ass Look, Flick's ass also these probably new makes sense. I don't know. On. 
It really, it really contours to the behind. Oh my god! Get no, over stop there. it, Nice. Stop it. We're done with this. He has a tail. It's weird. Moving on. It accentuates the. Who's gonna open the door? Stop! Listen, the door, the door. Trying to release some tension, all right? <laughs> Poor Flick is like, I just want to. I just want to open the door. <laughs> you want to talk about your and behind that? Anymore? No, I'm kidding. No. Okay. Can okay. No, I, we're not there I will, yet. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. So Bria, no. As so Bria, you're walking up to to push on the crash bar and open the door. Yeah, but I'll take the staff and I'll say, anybody want a staff? Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I mean, you do have to take mm-hmm. it out, so yeah. what are you doing with it? It's big. It's, oh, no. There's no way that I can describe this staff without it becoming a joke. Uh, so you already excited. did. Keep I'm, going. I'm just going to go for it. It's big, it's thick, and it's heavy. And it's <laughs> made of wood. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. All right. That's quite oh, enough. That's what are you doing with it, though? Okay. I'm. I, no one's going to take it, so I'm going to set it on the floor, and then I'm going to go well, back to the door. I think we're going to use it to prop the door yeah. open, right? Is that the plan? That's, okay. I, that's what I was thinking. Okay. So you take it out. Uh, you hand it to, I don't know, who's right behind you to, like, hold on to, and then they can stick it in the door to prop it open. Kit. Kit's great. Okay, so Kit's right behind you. So you hand it to Kit. You turn around, and as your hands go for the crash bar, you hear a voice hmm. come from the other side of the door and I'm gonna throw it. <laughs> you hear a voice coming from the other side of the door and very serenely but like also definitely audible like it doesn't sound like the person is shouting but you hear them saying very clearly you shouldn't have come and then Bria at before as you can register what it is that the voice said you push the bar and the door opens out into the room behind you and that is where we're gonna leave it for this. Ladderhanger. No! Why? So excited. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what is behind this door that thinks they shouldn't have come. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at d, the letter n, d, last refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we're going to be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can hear us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, Judy Jetset Barbosa for the beautiful rendition of the journal entries that we read in this episode, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Biz Dira. Kit. Bria. <laughs> And flick. Oh I don't know what's happening. Happy gaming, y'all. <laughs> I love that. What a good. Delicious. Oh my god, it's a big one. That's what you said. There it is. <laughs> what? They said. They Nothing. said. He said, "God, it's a big one." Right. And so oh. I said, "That's what she said." Uh. <laughs> All right. Hi. Hi. I'm 